in, in Newsweek, you call for the U.S. to be more aggressive toward Iran, um, especially in terms of its deployment of military forces. You argue that instead of dispatching these carrier groups to the eastern Mediterranean, Biden should send it to the Persian Gulf and park the strike group there just a few miles off of the Iranian coast. That obviously would be a pretty provocative move, and there's a reason that President Biden's not doing it. Uh, why do you think this would be the way to go? Because, Casey, at the end of the day, who is in charge of all this? This is a proxy war. We are a country, Israel, and we're fighting a war against terrorist proxies that are funded, are supplied, are directed by the Iranian Islamic Republic, by the Ayatollahs in Tehran. They're the ones orchestrating the entire chaos and all these attacks that we see throughout the region. We could continue to fight this proxy war. We will go into Gaza, and I have no doubt that Israel will be a price to pay, but Israel will defeat Hamas. If there's God forbid to be a war with Hezbollah, Israel will defeat ultimately Hezbollah with all the damage and the casualties that will come with it on our side, as well as on the Lebanese side. But at the end of the day, what that means is we're giving Iran immunity. And the Iranians need to pay a price because they are the ones responsible for all of this. And the best way to do that is a direct threat by the American administration against the Iranians. And you know how I know it might work? Because in 2003, when the U.S. was building up its forces ahead of the invasion of Iraq, that was the one time in history that the Iranians suspended their nuclear program and got afraid because they thought they would be next in line. When they fear and when they see a credible military threat on the table, they recalculate. And that has yet to happen. We need to present them with a credible military threat. All right. Yakov Katz, thank you very much for being with us this morning. I really appreciate your time. All right. Welcome back on this hump day Wednesday. We're almost there. Halfway done. Um, yeah, I mean, Israel, it, it continues. You know, it's... Uh, I said last week at some point, and it's interesting that I personally think that when you have a situation like they have, they've been facing, uh, that um, you go in there and, you know, you eliminate the problem. You know, you can say it however you like to say it. It's hammer time, it's crunch time. You go in there, you lay it down, you take everybody out, whatever it's got to be. Uh, Israel is is really being aggressive this time because uh after decades upon decades of this constant back and forth with these terrorist organizations they have had absolutely enough hezbollah's bombing them hamas came in and made and, and did the attack that they did iran is threatening them it just gets to a point where enough is enough and they are only doing a service to the world by eliminating these groups now, I know that people don't want to hear that and they say it's insensitive. I don't see why it's so insensitive to uh, get rid of a terrorist organization and eliminate them and eliminate that threat because long-term, although there's going to be some short-term casualties, long-term, uh, there will finally be peace and you won't have these people. And I, I think that what Israel's doing right now is amazing. I don't know why Joe Biden's going over there. He decided he's going to take a trip over there. Um... I mean, this is the guy that, you know, if you remember, uh, said that you shouldn't be going uh, to disaster areas because, you know, you're you're getting in the way of the whatever the opera, whether it's a cleanup operation or whatever it is, you're getting in the way because there's too much time spent prepping it for a president. Well, he's going over to Israel during a not even a disaster. You're going into a war zone. You know, so uh, I think that uh, 
that's a wasted trip. I don't, I don't see what's going to come of it. I mean, it's not like it's not like Joe Biden is capable of getting to the table and negotiating anything with Israel. And and I think Netanyahu, who was uh, more of an ally of Trump's, he's certainly not an ally of Biden. Should uh, basically, you know, tell him, look, this is what Israel's doing. We are our own country. You know, we're not beholden to you. This is what we're going to do. You don't live our lifestyle. You know, you're not here being attacked constantly by these terrorist organizations. So we're going to handle it our way because uh, obviously the world doesn't handle it. And it'll never stop unless they do handle it. You know, Iran was just uh, the Iranian president saying that this is the holy war of wars and, you know, that the, they're going to bathe in the blood or the ground is going to be soaked in the blood of all the Israelites. And you know, that's never going to happen. Number one, Israel... Uh, for such a small country, they are uh, very equipped militarily. I know some of their rules are, uh, unlike here, you know, Italy, and there's quite a few countries. You know, when you get to a, a certain age, you have to serve time uh, in Israel uh, in the military. So uh, they are ready for what's happening. Uh, they are uh, a wealthier country, and they definitely have the military might, even though they're small. They certainly have the military might to take out two terrorist organizations without it being such a burden to them. Uh, they are going to lose soldiers. Both sides are going to lose soldiers. Both sides are going to have uh, other, casual, uh, other casualties outside of that. The U.S., I know that they are moving some um, into the Red Sea. They're moving some uh, military powers into the Red Sea there, kind of prepping in case... Uh, I think that we need to stand back and let Israel handle their business. You know, I, I, I've complained steadily over the years, most of my life, that the United States a lot of time gets way too involved in other people's business. You know, you, you know, I know that people would say, well, you know, it's different politics and it's different in the world, Joe. You can't say that. Uh, do you like people getting all up in your business? I know you don't. Nobody does. You're sitting there having a, uh, a a moment with your husband or wife and you guys are maybe disagreeing on something. You like somebody coming in there and trying to uh, find out what's going on and get all in your business. Both of you are like, get the hell out of here. Yeah, that's just that's just the way of life. You don't need people in your business. I'm doing what I'm doing. and Don't worry about what I'm doing. I got it under control. Well, the United States is that nosy person that always has to come up and say something to feel that they need to intervene. You know, I think this is a time where the United States needs to take a step back what the best we could do is support Israel with support packages that will help them. Beyond that, let them do what needs to be done for their country. You're helping the entire world by doing this. Uh, they have not gone in on the ground yet. It's all been airstrikes up to this point. It's strategic airstrikes. They're trying to make pathways in. So when they are ready, they're, you're amassing their troops. That when the pathways are complete through all the bombing... They have entry points in. They have uh, pathways that they're going to run. It's going to be ugly. You know, I'm sure, you know, terrorists, they're, they're not going to come out. This isn't the olden days where they're going to come marching down the road like they did back in the uh, uh, colonial times and everybody stands in front of each other and takes a shot. And what, It's going to be ugly guerrilla warfare. There's going to be death on both sides. But ultimately, yes, it needs to be done. It's time to clean the borders of Israel so that the people in Israel can finally live in some kind of peace. Because, my God, since biblical times, Israel has been under attack. I mean, you want to talk about uh, a people that have been persecuted their entire existence. I mean, God said so, and it will be so. 
No, but everybody hates Israel. Everybody hates the Jews. And it's crazy. All this anti-Semitism is insane. Yeah, especially when most people that are anti-Semites are actually on the left. You know, they want to say it about us, but they're actually on the left. Uh, the people that supposedly practice tolerance and acceptance of everybody. It's insane how much they hate these people. Yeah, but I, again, if you believe in the Bible, it's meant to be so. God, God does not lie. The Bible will not lie. That's one thing. There, there ain't no lies in that book. And anything that is said by the Lord will come to pass because the Lord is not a liar. And they have been persecuted and they will continue to be persecuted. It's just from my point of view, from my earthly point of view here, when I look at it, it just blows my mind how hated these people are, these Jewish people, for no reason. I mean, they've already been through a holocaust. They're attacked consistently over there. Most countries don't want them. They try to kick Jews out. You talk to so many people, and they have such this spite for Jews. It's crazy. It's crazy, really, uh, the thing with the Jews. But this situation is going to continue to escalate. Once the ground uh, uh, part of this war begins, uh, it's going to get even bloodier and even uglier uh, moving forward. I know that there are a lot of... Uh, Palestinians right now that are trying to get into Egypt and Jordan. Um, and the, the king of Jordan and Egypt right now, uh, are they do not want them coming into their country. Yeah, they have said so. They said it's a red line. They don't, the refugees, they don't want them coming into their country. So basically these people have nowhere to go. Um, but one of the main reasons they don't want to come into their country is that you got to learn history. You got to know history. It's because of the history of people uh, when, when you just open your borders up, as we're doing here, you don't know who you are letting in. You don't know what kind of people you're letting. Are you letting terrorists now into your country? Are they going to do something bad in your country? Are they going to run across the border just to kind of regroup, refocus themselves, reorganize themselves, and now you have that problem inside of your country? And historically, that is what has happened every time they allow these groups to run across borders. So it's not a good look to just let them come across the border. They say they don't want them. Uh, it's it's, it's going to be ugly. There are going to be casualties uh, of war. There's going to be collateral damage. I mean, everything that war comes with, we're about to see. Um, I just hope that Netanyahu is strong enough that with the pressure that is mounting from the United States, because I know they don't want them to go into the ground war. I know they don't. And it's for selfish reasons. It has nothing to do with what's best for Israel. It's what's best for these people, the politicians' pocketbooks. It has nothing to do with Israel. Okay? Uh, I hope that he's strong enough to basically tell Joe Biden in the United States, go take a hike. I really do. Yeah, I mean, uh, I love my country. But my country right now is being run by a gang of idiots. And these idiots are only uh, self-serving. They do not care about the country. They're going to do what's best for their interest, not your interest, not my interest, not the American people's interest. So I hope that he does the right thing for his country and tells Joe Biden uh, to go kick rocks. Huh? Go kick rocks. Huh? Go kick rocks. I had a rock pet once. Yeah. Man, <laughs> how stupid that conversation is going to be. Hey, Joe, go kick rocks. Where? No, man, just go kick rocks. It's an American friend. Go kick rocks. Wait, where am I kicker? Get out! <laughs> That's kind of what I'm hoping happens there. It would be ideal during this situation. Uh, this is going to continue on. Uh, I don't see any... Uh, 
I don't see this ending anytime soon. So Israel is definitely going to be dominating the news for a period of time here until it's all said and done and they're fish, finishing up what they're doing there. Uh, not to mention uh, a side effect of this is going to be, you know, Iran is tied into all of this. Uh, these are all terrorist co- nations and, and they harbor all these people. Um, and since Joe Biden is in the Democrats and, and there's a, in the smallest part of me, I almost want this to happen. I know that it hurts me as well, but in the smallest part of me, it just, it just a hint of me, I want it to because I feel like maybe that is the straw that breaks the camel's back and people will see them for what they truly are and how bad they truly are. Because since Joe Biden has blown through our oil reserve and we are no longer energy independent and we are depending on uh, OPEC and all these terrorist nations to provide us with gas and fuel, if Iran decides that, you know, United States, you're getting involved too much, we are cutting you off. We're cutting off all oil and all gas. Uh, uh, my God, what the heating costs, what the gas pump costs are going to be, will be numbers that we have never seen in our life. It You will literally not see people driving cars. You will see empty roads. Because who could afford it? Uh, I mean, I you can only guess. You can only predict, you can only wonder if things were, uh, we weren't getting the right amount of oil. We were up to $5 a gallon here, at least down here, it was over five bucks a gallon. Uh, on the West coast, it was $7 a gallon. Imagine what it's going to be is not that we're low or we don't have enough. If they cut you off completely. Oh, you can double those numbers. Easy, easy. You're talking 10 bucks, 14 bucks over, over on the West coast, uh, a gallon. You got a 20 20-gallon tank in your truck, 22-gallon tank in your pickup truck, $220 to fill up your truck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, ain't nobody driving. I Mopeds are going to get real popular quick and in a hurry because people are going to put, you know, a, a gallon of gas in there for 10 bucks, and it'll take them just to get to work. You're going to see a lot of bicycles needing to be purchased because no one's going to be able to afford it. You know, so in a, I, I mean, I don't want that to happen. You know, the, the smallest part of me, just because you just, is that what it's going to take for the other side to see how bad your policies truly are, how bad you people have screwed up this country? Because Joe Biden, to ease the pain at the gas pump, just to look like a good guy, blew through our strategic oil reserve, and now that we can't, we're not producing our own oil. This is what we we get. This is this is how we get screwed now in the end. Oh, I don't know what's going to take for you people to see it. Uh, I just, yeah, you know, again, the smallest part of me wants it. 99.99999% of me does not because uh, it's going to hurt. My wife's gas tank's 38 gallons of diesel fuel. Okay, so $500 to fill up a truck. Yeah, uh, that's, uh, honey, yeah, don't even turn the car on. <laughs> leave it sitting. I'm going to disconnect the battery. Leave it sitting right there in the driveway. It ain't going nowhere. Okay, <laughs> that's it. It's unfortunate, but that's where it's at. Uh, Jim Jordan, uh, I cannot record this in the evening today. I, uh, um, I'm recording this actually early Tuesday. Uh, it is just before the voting of Jim Jordan. I do not know how that's going to turn out. Again, I'm still uh, hoping, uh, you know, as the, the news reports have constantly come in, it looks like the holdout that I read out to you yesterday is about the same. Um but there are potentially some people that can be persuaded and maybe some backdoor deals being made to get Jim Jordan in there. It does appear 
he may not get it on the first round. And again, I don't know the outcome of this. This is all me guessing. Uh, I'll hear it the way you hear it, and this will be out of date by the time you hear it tomorrow morning or Wednesday morning. Um, doesn't appear that he's going to have the votes on the first round, uh, but potentially could have them on the second one or, or whatever vote after that. Hopefully, that's the way it goes. I don't know at this point. You know, it's it's a little bit nerve-wracking uh, to watch. Yeah, hopefully, it goes that way. Uh, I like Jim Jordan. Uh, Jim Jordan is night and day from McCarthy. He's much better than McCarthy. Uh, yeah, I, again, he's not going to be able to get a whole lot done because we're, everything is stacked in the Democrats' favor. So it's not like you're going to get any really anything big done, but that position still does hold a certain amount of power um, that we can use to our advantage uh, for the short term until next year's election. Because, you know, we're, we're creeping on November quick and in a hurry here. We're only... A year and a couple weeks out. So figure uh, we're going to see which direction this country is going to go in about a year. And although a year sounds like a long time, let's be honest, a year goes by without even without even blipping anymore. And the older you get, for all you younger people that are listening, for all you college kids that are listening, a year to you guys seems like a long time. Now, I got to tell you, when you start getting close to half a century years old, uh, probably because you don't want it to come. <laughs> there's never enough time before you know it you're like oh my god it's already this christmas is two months out i we just did christmas it was two months it's two months out now uh, it just goes that fast so um we'll see which direction the country wants to go in at that point all right everybody knows or at least you've heard by now they put a gag order on trump uh, regarding his case, <clears throat> and I don't know if anybody has explained to or explained to you, or if you've heard or read, what is he really not allowed to say, and what is he allowed to say? Because that's that's really what it comes down to. What is he not allowed to say during this um, process? Uh, from what I understand of the scope of the gag order, uh, comments critiquing the judge uh, in and of itself is not out of bounds so uh, the judge will still allow uh, Mr. Uh, President Trump to engage in a range of political rhetoric but he can no longer use inflammatory rhetoric when it comes to referring specifically to the DOJ personnel uh, courtroom personnel or witnesses that's a pretty broad uh, <laughs> I mean it's not very specific because what is considered inflammatory rhetoric? You know, we, we always say this, when you start trying to stop people from speaking, you know, what, what does that mean? Because what, it's all subjective. What I think is inflammatory, you may not. And when I said something, I may not think it's a problem, but you do. So uh, what is the penalty if I am, am to say something? Are you going to try to put them in jail? Uh, you, you, I mean, what are you going to do to them at that point? So, I, I mean, right now, he's got a, I guess, be, care, be careful what he says about the DOJ, be careful what he says about court personnel, which is mainly about her, because she didn't like what some of the comments that he had made about her in the past, um, and be careful what he says about witnesses. You know, so, I guess he's just got to be easy on how he phrases things if he's going to speak about it, because you're not going to stop him from speaking about it. You, know, you may get him to tone it down a little bit. But there's no way you're going to just completely shut this man up. That's just not the way he's designed. He's going to say what he wants to say. 
you know, here's a man that has something to prove to everybody. Uh, he felt that there was an injustice done in 2020, which I think a lot of us agree. Um, and he is out to prove to the world that these people are evil. These people are bad. All of this that they have on me is a bunch of crap. They're attacking me politically because I'm good for America and they're bad and they know it. And he's out to prove that. So you, you ain't going to stop him because he's a man on a mission. Uh, but I'm he's not stupid either. So I'm sure he's going to lighten up what he says, be a little bit more cautious with what, he, with what he says going forward as not to cause himself any additional problems. Because I just heard the other day, now another lawsuit is coming into play um, with the two lovebirds. They didn't like that he called them the two lovebirds during the Russia collusion gate between the two FBI agents. And now they're they're suing for wrongful termination and probably defamation and whatever else. So. Uh, they, they are literally throwing the book at this man. They're doing everything they can to stop him. They're going to come from every single angle humanly possible. They're going to, you have uh, criminal cases, federal, state, yeah, you, you have civil, I mean, you got it all. I mean, you want to talk about a man under fire? That right there to me already shows me something. When they're coming after you that much, yeah, there's more to it than you're just somebody, you're just a bad guy. No, they know this guy will disrupt everything that they're doing. He, cha- he turned it around in four years or less than that. He turned it around in two and a half years before COVID. He gets another four years. You're not pulling COVID off again on anybody. He gets another four years and he's going to destroy your little globalist plan. And it's going to put you guys, uh, you know, a couple decades back. And that's what they're scared of because they're making so much progress right now, pushing us into what they, their vision is for America and the world and Trump ain't going to have it. He's going to stop that dead in his tracks. So, uh, he, he's going to have some problems. The gag order is not that he can't speak about anything at all. He can still speak about some things. He just has to be cautious what he says about the DOJ, the court personnel and the witnesses, just in case. I mean, you heard he got the gag order. If it wasn't explained, I didn't hear too many people explaining it. Uh, but then again, I do more reading than watching. So it could just be the articles that I'm picking. Maybe you guys listen to uh, a popular host on a news outlet that you trust and like, and they've already explained this. In which case, I apologize that you're hearing it all over again. <laughs> but that's just kind of what it is. All right. Like I said, I'm a little bit strapped for time today, so i got to cut this one a little bit short. Um, uh, I hope you guys enjoy what you're hearing. If you spread the news, if uh, you'd like to reach out to me, go to any of my social media handles, send me a message. I will respond back. Beyond that, have a beautiful hump day. Hopefully, uh, next time you hear my voice, Jim Jordan is Speaker of the House. We can start moving forward with some relief packages for Israel. And uh, I would love to see Israel's ground game begin and to exterminate uh, these disgusting terrorists animals that don't have any place here.